Welcome back to the Peric Project. So here we have what at first sight looks like another shocking Mishnah, which we're going to attempt to look at and understand. But before we do that, let's try and see who it was that wrote this Mishnah. So Rabbi Hanina ben Trajan, he lived during a tragic era of Jewish history. This was the era where during the Jews were ruled by the Roman government and they cruelly executed 10 of the greatest sages of his of that generation for the crime of teaching Torah publicly. And Rabbi Yos Rabbi Hanina was actually challenged like why are you teaching Torah publicly even though you know that the Romans are serious that they are going to kill anyone that they catch and in fact he was caught and he was killed tragically they wrapped a Torah scroll scroll around him and they burnt both of them together and his words were I see the parchment burning but the letters going up. And what did he mean, the depth there? He meant that the Jews are suffering, but they can never destroy our spirit. Our spirit lives on. Okay, so let's see what he is going to tell us. So he says, two people that sit together without words of Torah between them, it is like a session of scorners. What on earth does he mean by this? So imagine there's a business person and they're in business, but they're not using their means to maximize their profit. What would you say about such a person? That they're being neglectful. So what he's telling us here is that if you have two people and they're sitting together and they're discussing silly things, they have no business matters, no pressing matters to discuss, and they're not discussing anything of value, any Torah, any spirituality, then that is a waste of session. And what what does it mean that, that someone who's a scorner? A Malik is the classic example of a scorner. Why? Because they witness supernatural, incredible events. They witness the Jews coming out of Egypt, the ten plagues, the splitting of the sea, and yet they ignored it all. Torah is an opportunity. And if we decide not to avail ourselves of it, if we have nothing else to do, we have no other pressing needs, no other requirements, and we just sit and while away the time, then we're almost scorning the opportunity that Torah and life gives us. But on the other hand, he tells us that two people who sit together and discuss words of Torah between them, the divine presence, God, rest between them. They bring the presence of God into the world. In fact, the Kotzkarav once asked someone, he said, where is God to be found? And the person he asked answered what most of us would answer. God is everywhere. And he said, no, God is wherever we let him in. Whenever we decide to develop a sensitivity to listen to what God's messages to us are and we can have them so many times during our day these little things that happen that are little messages from God but we get to interpret them we choose to interpret them and the more we do that the more we are bringing God into our life and into the world and he tells us that not just 
two people that study, but even a person on his own who studies Torah, who realizes that life is such a fabulous opportunity to 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 have eternity through the study of Torah and spirituality, they will get a reward. And not just any reward, but he's telling us here that the reward is guaranteed. Why? Because the reward for Torah study is never cancelled out. It can't be cancelled out. Even if a person does wrong, the reward is guaranteed. So he's reminding us here that life is such a fabulous opportunity. And Torah study has so much to add to it that our relationship to Torah study should be like someone who is newly engaged. And they cannot wait to show off their ring. So too, our joy and our excitement for what Torah can bring to our life should be so contagious that we want to learn and study and think and share it with others.